Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, family? This show has been long awaited for that weekend. It felt too long. It is great to see you. It is Speak. Now, look, we all know that Dame Time, it is coming to an end in Portland, but the Dame Watch is still occurring because we are waiting to see where exactly Dame Lillard, NBA superstar, will land. Now, Shady McCoy is out. We got James Jones in the building. What's up, big timer? What's up, big timer? James played a nine years in his own right. Led the league in receiving touchdowns. What year was that? 2012. 2012. Yeah, I know a little bit of my history. <laughs> <laughs> and the viewer will learn something as well. Far in NBA insider Slick Rick the Buger. Slick, how we feeling? Well, I don't know. I didn't. It's color day? It is. Big dog. Oh, man. I didn't get the memo, yeah. damn it. I got a little pie. Just a little bit. Uh-huh. Get... A little purple in there. Wardrobe, wardrobe did me right by the socks, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you like, look like he was going to yeah, kill yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll work our way up there. Joy Taylor, how are we? I'm trying to think what I was doing in 2012. I got to think about that one. You weren't leading the league. I was not leading the league. Oh, uh, well, it is 2023, and what is Dame Lillard doing? That's the topic of discussion. Now, look, he made a trade request just over a week ago, but he's still a blazer. Speculation has been on where the future seven-time All-Star is going to land. The possibility, the strong possibility, is Miami. Bring us on camera. Let me lay it down for everybody if I can. Okay, Dame Lillard, watch. Let me bring you in on the history of what in the world is going on with the all-NBA caliber talent of Dame Lillard. If you all re- remember... July 1st it was. We woke up. It was a Saturday morning. Dame Lillard had officially requested out of Portland. Why was it so shocking? Because if anybody has kept up with Dame Lillard, superstar Dame Lillard, you recall it was August 8th of 2020 where Dame Lillard truly professed his loyalty and really made fun of Paul George, if you can see in the Twitter, talking about, yo, you running from the grind. Dame Lillard had always said he wanted to stay in Portland. Well, fast forward a little less than three years later. That's Dame Lillard's response to Paul George, as you can see. Fast forward a little less than three years later. Now Dame Lillard wants out of Portland because, Joy, he really wants to win a championship, realizing Portland's not the place to do it. What's so fascinating, a little more than an hour ago, general manager Joe Cronin, GM of the Portland Trailblazers, he said, if it takes months to deal Dame Lillard, it takes months. Hmm. If it takes months, it takes months. He's not in a rush. Joy, you've been watching this situation very, very closely with a keen eye. Do you like how the Dame Lillard trade request has been handled? Yeah, I like it. I, I don't think it's as hostile as I think fans are thinking it is because it's not happening overnight. Mm. But these things take a little bit of time. I mean, recall, we just went through something extremely similar except for the fact that there was way more drama with Aaron Rodgers, who requested a very specific place. Mm. And we were like, well, 
you know where he wants to go. This should be done this weekend. And it <laughs> took a little bit of time because there's still a deal that has to be made. No. Even if someone says, I want to go to this specific place and there's not a long list and the team is trying to honor that request while also doing the best that they can by them, those two organizations still have to talk and sort that out. And so does Dame. So these things take a little bit of time. I know on our ends, it's where the anxiety kind of starts to build. Where's the answer? Is he really leaving? Yeah. Are they starting to fight? I don't think that's the case. I think Dame has been obviously very vocal about wanting to be there, very vocal about what he wanted to say there, and now he feels like he's ready to move on. We'll see if the organization honors the request in the way that puts Dame in the right position, but so far, I don't really believe it's gotten that hostile. Yeah, it's not contentious, and it's, it's more posture, posturing than anything else. Damien wants to go to Miami and is trying to figure out like how he and his agent can make that happen. And the Portland Trailblazers are trying to figure out how do we replace the face of our franchise and move forward, right? And so uh, Joe Cronin say it, it could take months, like we're not in a hurry, is basically saying like we're going to wait like DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to wait for the best offer, right? Like we're not in a hurry, and they're not. Now, the reality is... When you are changing out the face of your franchise and when you are the Miami Heat and you are playing for a championship or, or looking to get back to the finals, you need to know sooner rather than later. This is not something that you want to go into training camp trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. So there is a sense of urgency on both sides part to get this done. But if I'm out there selling my house, I certainly don't want to say, yeah, listen, I got, I got, a, I got another place, and so I got to get this done in two weeks. You just go, hey, I'm, the house is available, but what's your best offer? Well, I respect Dame Dollar because Dame Dollar, he has not came out and really acted a fool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not been a bunch of crazy stuff on Twitter. He ain't went on podcasts and talked crazy and all that. He hasn't really acted a fool, right? And I truly believe the GM knows that. Right, he knows that, hey, Dame ain't gonna go out there, he ain't blocking us on Twitter, he ain't gonna go out there and act a fool, so we got a little time. He's handled this as a class act, and, that, and that's what Dame, Dame Lillard has been, been in Portland since he's got to Portland, mm -hmm. you know, but this is clearer and clearer every day. You have to do what's best for yourself as a player because the organization is going to do what's best for them. If mm. I was the organization, this is how I would handle it. Yeah. I'm not just going to give Dame Dollar up for something because I'm like, hey, he's been top-notch in our organization. I'm just going to give him up for some pennies or something just so he can hurry up and get on what he got to No, I'm trying to rebuild my team if I'm going to let Dame Lillard out, you know, and I got to make sure I'm going to get the right stuff that I'm trying to get for Dame Dollar, whether it's picks, whether it's players, whatever it is I'm trying to get. But as a player, you have to do what's best for yourself because the organization going to do what's best for them. Isn't what's best for yourself, though, sometimes acting a fool? Because though we always chastise mm. guys for doing mm. so, and I will be the first to admit it, most notably, most recently, I remember Kyler Murray. Remember mm. Kyler Murray yeah. scrubbed all the Arizona Cardinals yeah. uh, uh, accolades and all of that, that from yeah. the social media. But then Kyler Murray became the second highest paid quarterback in the National Football League a little less than two months later. Mm. I think about James Harden. James Harden, was he putting on pounds? Was he cutting pounds? Was he wearing a fat <laughs> suit? We literally were debating if James Harden was wearing a fat suit during pregame warm-ups. <laughs> but lo and behold, he did get to Brooklyn, ended up going to the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Houston Rockets were one of the worst organizations in all of basketball. Jalen Ramsey, if you recall when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, acted a complete fool. Many Jacksonville Jaguars fans 
might say, but Jalen Ramsey, $100 million on a Super Bowl later, yep. got what he wanted out of things. To your point, brilliantly stated, Dame Lillard has not been acting a full joy. He hasn't. But from what I have seen in studying pro athletes in the last five years and what it takes to get out of Dodge when you want to get out of Dodge, sometimes, or when you want to get paid, reference of Kyler Murray, sometimes you have to act up and act out to get where and what you want. Mm. I just don't think it's at that point yet. Like, Dame can do that. That's on the table. We kind of went through this when we were talking about Lamar Jackson as well. Like, there's a bit of a playbook in getting your Mm -hmm. way when you're a star athlete. And you obviously also have to be a star in order to even receive the playbook of how to force things on an organization. Dame is a really, really unique situation because he has been in Portland this entire time. He's been very local, I mean, very vocal about wanting to bring a championship to Portland. So... This is something that we have all talked about and fans have talked about, but now it's all activating. I just don't think it's been long enough to get to a point where the hostility needs to happen. Obviously, that's, that's the next page. Like, things mm-hmm. don't, don't start moving. Okay, all right, well, let's, <laughs> let's start jumping some stuff up. But I don't think we're there yet. I also don't think he can afford to. Hmm. Oh, why? Because, because of the Damian Lillard, I hate to use the word brand, but persona. He has, we've talked about it, like becoming the villain in order to get to Miami. Like, he's never really been that. He is beloved and respected because of the way that he's handled things. Contrary to the way almost every other star player has. Where they've forced the issue, where they have played the fool, or they've just made their demands over the top. They've, They've utilized their leverage in a very direct way. And he's always been about, no, I'm going to do it my way. And so I I think things would change a lot if we suddenly saw him like scrubbing his his connection to the Portland Trailblazers and going out there and saying, I can't believe you guys are treating me this way after all that I did. Like he's he's always done it the right way and expected to be treated in kind. So I, I, I don't I don't expect that he's going to have to push the button. But it certainly would get interesting if he had. Here's, here's my thought, though, James, is like everybody eventually, for the most part, has to push the button. Mm-hmm. There are often times where I'm thinking to myself, wait, you don't want to pay this guy? Yeah. If you all recall, we'll talk a lot of sports. What I love about this show, we don't just talk NFL. We don't just talk NBA. We have the ability to go from one to the other. Roquan Smith, second best linebacker in all of football. Chicago Bears should have paid him. Put him mm-hmm. in second, huh? Fred Warner. <laughs> Chicago Bears. <laughs> You're not Chica- going to talk about that. Slid him in there a second quick. <laughs> Chicago Bears should have paid him. Yes. Roquan Smith held in to camp last year. If y'all were paying attention to the National Football League, one of the best linebackers in all the ball, he went every day the facility didn't practice. Bears were like, hey, with all due respect, we're not paying you. Mm. That's Roquan Smith. Yeah. Mm. Roquan Smith ends up getting $100 million from the Baltimore Ravens. Reason I say that is, James, every organization, regardless of how much they love you, as you have said, they love themselves Mm. first. Mm. Don't you think eventually Dust will have to get kicked up, or do you think he can ride the good guy approach? No, I think Dust, eventually, if this plays out, like Joey said, it's early still. But if this does drag out, I think Dust is going to have to get turned up a little bit. But knowing Dame, how Dame has handled this situation, number one, I think he's never really wanted to leave Portland. And now it's kind of like, you know what I mean? He's super loyal there. He never really just wanted to leave like this. But now he's looking at it like, okay, it's time to go. But at the end of the day, Dame Lillard 
has been super loyal to Portland. So for me, I think if any of the dust gets turned up, I think it'll be in-house. I think Dame will walk up in them offices and mm. say, bruh, y'all better get this stuff done, mm. and it need to get done now. Whatever house for sale, this and that, I want out, but I think it'll be in-house. I don't ever think we'll see Dame Lillard come on social media, act a fool, go on people's podcasts, TV shows, whatever, and act a fool. I think this will be something that Dame and his agent will handle in-house because that's always how Dame been. He's not going to come out there as a selfish player. Joy, you made a really good point earlier. I want to elaborate on that point before we have to go to break. You brought up Aaron Rodgers. I think that is a, it's a parallel worth noting. What's fascinating about that Aaron Rodgers demanding out of Green Bay, wanting to go to New York, that one organization. What's fascinating about that is the Jets desperately needed a quarterback, Mm -hmm. and the Packers had a backup quarterback that was a first-round pick quarterback who they traded up to acquire. The Heat do not desperately need Dame Lillard. They've been to two NBA Finals in the last four years without him. If they want to win it, they need him. Sure, (laughs) but it's not like the Jets, right? It's not as desperate. Mm. Meanwhile, the Trailblazers don't really want what the Heat have to offer. Trailblazers, last I read on reports, want four first-round picks Mm. and two starters. So it's not as symbiotic a request as Jets. Okay, y'all have an extra quarterback? We need a quarterback? Great. What do you make of the fact that, like, the Heat don't really need Dame and the Trailblazers don't really need Tyler Hero and whatever else the Heat might have to offer? Like, how can this land well, given all that information? I don't think it is an exact parallel. There's, there's a lot of nuance to the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers situation that does not align with what went on. With <laughs> like, it, it was like, contentious. Yeah, it was contentious. <laughs> and there was a lot of drama for a couple years. People were fired. Yeah. People were cut. People were paid, slightly overpaid to come back. Like, there, there was a lot that went on there. So mm. it's not an exact parallel. But the point that I bring up when I talk about Aaron Rodgers is that there was one location that he wanted to go play at. He wanted out. He, wanted, he said one team. That limits the market, obviously, for the Green Bay Packers to make deals. And it took a little bit of time to get done, even with that being the case. Like, you would think, okay, it's one team. All right, they're not, like, popping up with new players. Yeah. How many deal, you know, variations can we do here? And it usually gets cut off, cut off at, you know, one extra pick or whatever, and then they figure it out. I, I do think that there is something to not wanting to step fully into the villain role to, to not do everything that we've talked about, yeah. picking up a lot of dust. I do think it would try, he'd try as much as possible to handle it in-house. But let's not act like the Blazers don't have some things at risk here as well. Like, for the moment, Dame is still Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. And if they make it so that this becomes incredibly contentious, Mm. they're going to catch some strays as well. It's not all going to be, oh, Dame's the bad guy trying to get out of Portland. Like, we're not, like, like, all, like, super high on Portland. Like, the Packers, okay. Like, Packers can be like, all right. You remember we had a guy before you that we did did quite well with. You remember we're we're title town. Like, that. Portland's not doing all that. So there, there's a lot of extra nuance here with how this is all going to work out, work out that's in the best interest of everyone to do it before it gets contention. Greg, uh, excuse me, James, and, the, and, and this is the reason I slipped up, you'll know in a moment. Good. Who are you in the Super Bowl with? Aaron Rodgers. Who's the head coach? Mike McCarthy. Who's he currently coaching? Dallas Cowboys. No better person to have the upcoming <laughs> conversation with than James Jones, Mike McCarthy, taking over play-calling duties for the Dallas Cowboys. James knows all too well what McCarthy is capable of. When we return, is Mike McCarthy going to be the difference between the Cowboys and a Super Bowl? I said it for James because he might not say it himself. <laughs> Remember, check us out every day, Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Don't go anywhere. The dot connected. Deep right field. 
Baseball is in full swing, and so is flipping bats. This all-star game, join us in Seattle for the best views of the Midsummer Classic. The wall, it's gone! We'll be doing live pregame shows and live postgame shows for both the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. So join us for two amazing nights, July 10th and 11th. To celebrate the best players in the game, tune in and follow us on FoxSports.com, the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, from the MLB to the NFL, Mike McCarthy. In the interesting news of the summer, he's taking over play-calling duties, taking over for Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator now, offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert. Last time he called plays was when he was coaching the Packers, where he also won a Super Bowl. Not enough people are having this conversation, James, this conversation of McCarthy taking over plays. Your play-caller dictates a lot Mm -hmm. in the game of football. Now, I do not think... Mike McCarthy calling plays for the Cowboys will make the difference. Mm. The reason I don't think it will make the difference is because if you all recall, Kellen Moore commanded two number one offenses with the Dallas Cowboys in, I believe, just five years as the offensive coordinator. Keep in mind, last year, when Dak Prescott did play, they also were a top-flight offense. So it's not as though the offense had that many issues. We want to blame the run game, Mike McCarthy does, but the Cowboys ran the ball the six most times in the National Football League. If you want to look at the divisional game in which they lost to the 49ers, Tony Pollard got hurt. Mm-hmm. Second quarter, end yeah. of it. Yeah. Zeke still got 10 carries. Yeah. Zeke is worst in the running backs in yards per carry if you want to talk about running backs who had more than 200 carries. And the 49ers had the second-best defense in yards per carry allowed. So common sense says, don't run the ball. In my mind, this is really just Mike McCarthy trying to use a little bit of divergence, a little bit of a decoy to distract us from the fact that the Cowboys are underperforming. But what do you think? Do you think McCarthy calling plays will be the difference? I don't think it's going to be the difference in winning the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say Coach Mike taking over the play call and they're going to win the Super Bowl. But Dak Prescott will benefit, right? And Kellen Moore was so caught up in his own ways that this is how I'm calling the game. Mm -hmm. No matter how the game goes, this is how I'm calling the game. This is what I got written down for third down. That's what I'm running on third down. I don't care if the quarterback's struggling. I don't care if we're running the ball well. This is what I'm calling on third down. Coach, Mike is going to help Dak Prescott in that area. If Dak Prescott is struggling, maybe going through a slump to where he's turning the football over, you know what we're going to do? We're not taking these shot plays down the field. We're getting the ball out of your hands fast. If we're throwing this football, slants, hitches, get it out of your hands, quick decisions, or we're going to run the ball. I am going to protect you the way I call the play. Kellen Moore did not protect Dak Prescott when Dak Prescott was struggling. I'm not saying that Kellen Moore can go out there and throw the ball for Dak Prescott, right? As a quarterback, you're making that much money, you should be able to make the right decisions with the football. But when you are struggling as a coach, you have to help your players. And he did not help them the way he called the play play calling. Coach Mike will help him calling the plays, and you will see a much better Dak Prescott. Well, then I have two thoughts. One... 
a coach can't cross the white lines. No. Nope. They never can. Mm-mm. And when, it, when you cross the white lines, it's all about the player. Yeah. So that's my first thought. But my second question then is, if indeed McCarthy will help Dak Prescott, as I have said, as Shady has said, as Joy has said, the difference between the Cowboys and Super Bowl, at least as of late, mm-hmm. has been Dak Prescott. Yeah. If McCarthy going to help the difference in the Cowboys and Super Bowl, mm-hmm. how would you not say then he's going to help him win a Super Bowl? The only reason I'm going to say that is because when Dak Prescott hit the scene, even though he was turning the ball over, he was scoring dang near 30 points a game, right? And the defense was giving up 31. You, you get what I'm saying? When, when Cooper Rush was in the game, they was giving up 17, 18, 19 points a game, and they was finding ways to win games. If the defense plays the way they played when Cooper Rush was there and Mike McCarthy is calling the plays, then we're talking about Super Bowl. Because if Dak Prescott is the problem, and I truly believe Coach Mike is going to take his game to a whole nother level with the mm-hmm. way he calls plays. I've seen him do it with Aaron Rodgers. As a young Aaron Rodgers, you win six games, and then now you're talking three MVPs under Coach Mike McCarthy calling the plays, right? It's very simple. It's easy for you. The ball comes out of your hands. You have the playmakers around you like Aaron Rodgers had the playmakers around you to win and get the ball out of your hands. It's not a lot of difficulty. Kellen Moore's offense was a lot of difficulty. If you watch them run pass concepts, it's post corner with a deep over and all, all this. Just, just a lot of difficulty. It's going to be very simple. Let your playmakers make plays. That's how Coach Mike calls the game. Get the ball into your playmakers' hands. Let them make plays and let them do what they do with the ball in their hands after the catch. Well, you know I don't talk about the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> that's a waste of time. But I am interested to see what it looks like with Mike McCarthy calling plays. Also because the last time he was calling plays, they weren't doing so well. Not at all. When 11-16-1 in his last two seasons in Green Bay, he was fired after week 13 in 2018. So the last time we saw him in this role, it wasn't so hot. Now... Maybe it will be different this time around. I think it kind of has to be different this time around. Simplifying it is interesting to me mm-hmm. because that's when Dak had the most success, mm. when, they, when he was more reeled in. So can, can Dak make that adjustment? That will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I just think the excuses are, are off the table for the Cowboys and him moving into this role and then moving off of Kellen Moore is kind of a risk because we know Dak is not the one who's going to get blamed. Right, that's just like I'm kind of with Shady on that. Like it's, we can't we all have eyeballs, but somehow it's like okay, this is not Dak's fault. Well, now Kellen Moore's gone. He's had a successful offense, mm-hmm. not a Super Bowl offense, but a successful offense. Most people would take the number one offense in the league, no doubt. But now, if it doesn't go well or if they regress, it's going to be put on Mike. And if they're losing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you just draw a comparison of Mike working with Dak and Mike working with Aaron? I'm talking about making I, it simple. I, I'm talking about making I, it simple. I'm not putting Dak and Aaron Rodgers in the category. You kind of like, you though. kind of paralleling. It's a little slanderous, Rick. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, this is what I don't understand. So Mike McCarthy, based on what we've heard and, and when, what, what James said, is the reason that he's taking over the play calling is because they were giving Dak more than he could handle. Kellen Moore was giving him more than he could handle. And we, we need to be a little more conservative. We need to pull it back. Mm. How many Super Bowls did they go to when they pulled it back and they were conservative with Dak Prescott? Zero. Like, it's not, yeah. that's not the answer. To your point, yeah, Dak's numbers may be better. His interception, his TD to interception ratio may be better. But does it get in any closer to a Super Bowl? No, because... 
Well, we know about quarterbacks that lead you to Super Bowls that at some point they have to make a dynamic play. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the talent that the Dallas Cowboys have, you're wasting a resource if you're not throwing downfield and trying to hit them. And this is the question I have that I don't have an answer to. Mm -hmm. uh, you may, uh, one of you may, was Kellen Moore call calling what he did on third down because that's what he wanted to call or because that's what the situation called for? And so it wasn't a matter of like, I can put Dak in his comfort zone, but it's not going to get done what we need to get done in this particular situation versus like, look, this is what we need to do in this situation. And I hope Dak can yeah. do it. And he couldn't. Kellen Moore was super aggressive as a play caller, right? And it led them to the number one offense. I'm not mm -hmm. saying Kellen Moore is a bad offensive coordinator and a bad play caller, right? But when you have a quarterback struggling, turning the football over, you have to eliminate them shot plays, whether you think he can do it or not. You might be in your head that, hey, Dak Prescott going to make this play this time. He showed you that I'm struggling right now with what I'm seeing and how I'm throwing this football when we are taking these shot plays and we're being aggressive. As an offensive play caller, you got to step back and say, ooh, I want to call this on third down, but I can't right now. You got what I'm saying? Because I got to protect my player, right? Mm -hmm. and, we, and are we talking about a player that's making a bunch of big-time money and you shouldn't have to do that? Absolutely. That part. That part. But... At a time as a coach, right, you have to help your players. Hmm. You got to get the best out of your players and calling shot plays and, and staying aggressive when your quarterback is struggling. Hmm. That's not what you want to do. It's the same thing the Buffalo Bills did with Josh Allen Here's this my year. dilemma, though, J.J., and I have two of them. My first mm -hmm. and most notable dilemma is if you were that great a play caller, Mike McCarthy, which James seems to believe that you are, I will not dismiss it just yet, though I have not been overly impressed. <laughs> if you are that great a play caller, why would you ever inherit a job in which you can't call plays? That doesn't make any sense. Well, if I'm that skilled at something, yeah. I'm not going to take on a job where I can't do the one thing I'm most skilled at. Yeah. That is unreasonable. Well, it, that's, it, it that's, that's the Jerry Jones effect too, though, right? If you want to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry says, hey, this young fella right here, at least right now, is untouchable and Kellen Moore was what, was what they said, right? He Coach Mike took the job. They said, this dude right here stays. You got what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right? Now that Coach Mike has done well and they've had back-to-back -back winning seasons done really well. Coach Mike is like, ha-ha, uh -huh. now I get a little bit more say-so in this thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to run the ship. How I want to run the ship, if I'm going to sink it, I'm going to Sink it, Kellen Moore ain't gonna sink it for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. now Coach Mike is could come to Jerry. Look, I done put together two two good seasons. We won one playoff game this year, right? My quarterback was the reason we lost in the San Francisco game, right? And it was things that I could have did to help him. Right? So I want to take over this play calling. Was Coach Kellen Mike, hold on real quick. Yep. Coach Mike does not get enough credit for what he does. Sean Payton gets all this credit. No, for real. Sean Payton gets all this credit, right? And he ain't done too much more than Coach Mike McCarthy with Drew Brees. You got what I'm saying? But Coach Mike, when you put his stats up against these great coaches, Deshaun Payton, whoever you want to put him up there with, he's right there, right? He is right there, and you can look it up, do whatever you got to do, Google, no, Coach Mike is right there. He don't get enough credit for what he does for organizations. Came and flipped the Packers around. Came over here, and now he got the Dallas Cowboys winning. We talking about Super Bowl up here if Dak Prescott do it right. Because of him right there, y'all see him? Y'all see him? Coach Mike, he don't get enough credit, man. I don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's why I took some extra time. <laughs> Coming up, Matthew Stafford. He has won a Super Bowl himself with the Rams. But word on the street, which broke this weekend, was that the Rams were trying to trade 
mm. the Super Bowl winning quarterback. What in the world do we make of that? What is going on with the Rams? Are they imploding before our very eyes? That is next on Speak Chaos in Los Angeles. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, Matthew Stafford has a lot in his wallet after the Rams gave him a huge payday a year ago. Now, remember, he rewarded them with the Super Bowl title. Well, fast forward, and it looks like they wanted to avoid paying out Stafford's $59 million in contract compensation. Reportedly, quote, attempted with a lot of effort, close quote, to trade the quarterback earlier this offseason. Chaos in L.A., Rick Buecher. Yes. Chaos in L.A. I looked at the Rams roster a while ago, and I was like, I don't think it looks good. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Rams look good. I don't think it looks good. Mm -hmm. I was saying to myself, this might be a disastrous season. Then I heard this report. Over the weekend. Yeah. I'm chilling, James. I'm uh-huh. watching a little bit of track. And I see this. And I was like, whoa, this is a bigger deal than I thought. You had a very interesting take on this situation. What do you make of the Rams report that they tried to trade Stafford? Yeah, it, the roster may not look good, but it looks pricey. <laughs> and that's not a good combination. And especially not a good combination for owner Stan Kroenke. We've seen this. For those who don't know, Stan Kroenke owns the Rams, the Avalanche, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche of the NHL, uh, and the Denver Nuggets. And, and he also owns like five or six other minor league or minor professional sports teams. But he's won a championship with all three now. Mm-hmm. And just recently, 21-22, won a championship with the Colorado Avalanche. This season, they fell off, got knocked off in the first round. Uh, they didn't retain all of their talent. Denver Nuggets just won a championship. Bruce Brown, we heard Mike Malone at the podium. We're going to do whatever it takes to, to keep him. Stan Crockett's like, no, we're not. <laughs> that is, we got a ring. This is the Cronky model. Like, he will spend. He will say, bleep those picks. Mm. Let's go. Let's go get the talent we need to to get a ring. Oh, we got a championship? Okay, let's get fiscally right. Mm-hmm. And so... That's what I see. He will build it up. He will get that ring. But then he's going to, there's a reason he's a billionaire. There's a reason he owns all this yeah, stuff. Because yeah. he's smart with his money. Let me get the prize and let me, let me get right. Where do you stand on it, Joy? What do you make of it? Well, it's a little worrying <laughs> for my super hot Rams take. 
That's... I thought we were going to keep that a secret. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say that out loud. I just don't think anyone's listening to me. Um, so that's fine. That, I, that might work in my favor. I reserve the right to take a step back from any takes until the beginning of the season, once the season that's starts. That's fair. All, all takes are currently pending. <laughs> that's, that's right. Until, I mean, we got to get through training camp. we got to get through preseason. Yeah. You know, I reserve the right to change my mind. Um, that's, Written in sand. That's what people do with new information. Like, this is a little worrying. <laughs> but I also tend to agree with Slick. There's this... The story has a lot of stuff in it that immediately seems very straightforward. Like, oh, he had this major injury and they tried to move off of him. He must be too injured to play. Right. Or maybe it's a little bit like they just don't want to spend that much money for a player that they don't think is going to get them back to a Super Bowl based off of the talent that they now have. Mm. I could see that as well. So I, I, I'm not entirely ready to write the Rams and my Rams take off. I still think that they will be significantly better than they were last year regardless because they were completely injured last yeah. year. But... <laughs> She's holding on to it like this. She did. She did. Oh my god. Uh, I'm holding on to the edge of it because of Sean McVay. That's fair. That is fair. That is a, a right reason. James, when I look at it, the Rams, I already said, and I have said, and I will say even more fervently now, they are going to be disastrous. This mm. The reason is just because I listen. Yeah. If y'all recall, Sean McVay, I think he's still in his 30s. If not, he's barely in his 40s. Sean McVay contemplated retiring mm, after yeah. this season. Mm, yeah. Even worse, he's 37. Even worse, McVay was like, you know what, since I'm contemplating retiring me, anybody on my staff, if y'all want to leave, y'all go ahead. Mm. His offensive coordinator left and went to Kentucky. Mm, yeah. They hired 10 new coaches to their staff. The moment I saw that, I said, oh, even if you want to get back in the kitchen, your cupboard's empty. Yeah. So get back in the kitchen if you want to, mm. but you ain't got nothing to cook with. Yeah. You just gave your coordinators, all your assistant coaches, the ability to leave because you're not committed. The second, and I've heard this before, the second you think about retiring, you might as well do it because it's already done. Yeah. You and I had a conversation right before the show. I said, hey, how many years you play? Yeah. You said, I played nine. I was in camp for 10. And I said, ah, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. You, you knew it. Yeah. So I think the Rams are in a whole lot of trouble. What do yeah. you make of this? Well, number one, nobody's untradeable on that team. I'm going to say period, but on that team, except number 99, right? You don't pick up the phone for any calls for number 99. But everybody else is tradable. You've seen them get rid of Jalen Ramsey. Everybody else is tradable, right? Matthew Stafford, we came off a season where we were a terrible football team. And yes, if you were out there, you could have helped us, but we were a terrible football team. You said, I looked at this roster. It is not too good. So when the GM's looking at it, the owner's looking at it, the head coach is looking at it like, we're not about to win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? We might get to eight wins, you know, if we're lucky, but we're not going to compete for a championship. So let's answer some calls on some of these players, see if we can get some picks or see if we can get some younger players, some more depth on this ball club to build for the future. But right now, the Rams are not going anywhere. They are not going to win a championship. So I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to answer calls on Matthew Stafford to try to get my football team better and get my football team younger. I'm a fan of Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford could throw the ball with the best of them. Any, uh, any quarterback you say, arm talent, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you put Matthew Stafford in there when you talk about throwing the football arm talent, right? But at the end of the day, this roster is not built to win right now. Hmm. They brought Matthew Stafford over here because the roster was built to win right now, and they felt like he was the missing piece, the quarterback, right? And he took him there, yep. and he won, and he made some throws when he had to make some throws to win the Super Bowl. They don't have that there no more. If, They're not ready to compete. If, you're, if you've been paying attention to the Rams, it's not super surprising because college football national champ, two times back-to-back -back quarterback Stenson Bennett, mm -hmm. was overdrafted 
drafted. Yeah. The Rams took him in the fourth round. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, yeah. why would you take mm. Stenson Bennett mm. at all if you're the Rams? You got <laughs> Stafford. No yeah. slight to Stenson, but if you're the Rams, then why would you take him in the fourth round? Like, yeah. that's real early for an older player, unless you might want to start the player because mm. he's older mm. and a two-time mm. national mm. champ. Slick, you had a thought. Yeah, well, I, there's, there's also to understand about Kroenke, he has no emotional attachment to mm. the players or mm. the teams that bring him a championship. It's like, thank you very much for your service, and now we'll move on. He is the exact opposite of Jerry Jones mm-hmm. and the Dallas Cowboys, wow. which may be why he's got championships in three oh, different sports. Mm. And, mm. well, I don't have to say You're that. on to something. Shots fired. You're, you're, you are very much so <laughs> on to something. Well, this will be fascinating to watch. If the Rams can somehow flip the script and turn it around, or if they are doomed. Well, the Portland Trailblazers, they've been trying to flip the script to no avail. Dame Lillard, as a result, he says he wants out. Well, the general manager, Joe Cronin, just said something very, very interesting I heard during the last break. Want to bring it to you after this commercial break. That's next on Speed. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup as we are that's right australia and new zealand look out state of the union is coming and we'll be going above and beyond down under we'll have new podcast episodes every single match day so follow alexi lawless's state of the union on the fox app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts Okay, the saga in Portland, it continues. The latest news, general manager Joe Cronin, who had a lot to say earlier today, he took ownership of the Blazers' struggles. He said, very interestingly, quote, in that sense, I do feel like I failed Dame, close quote. Further part of it was our goal was to win now as quickly as possible. If he, Dame, didn't feel that way, it was a failure on my end. Mm. A little bit of authenticity, vulnerability from a general manager. I don't know that it means anything, yeah. but I got to acknowledge it. No Joy, what's your reaction to it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, when people are, like, too honest with you, it's a little jarring. Like, mm. why are you telling the truth mm. of mm. the situation? So you just kind of got to break it down a little bit. He hasn't really been there long enough to truly fail. I mean, what's, what's he been there, a year? Yep. Hired May 9th, 2022. Yeah. It's like a little over a year. (laughs) Right. Um, I failed you. (laughs) You haven't been here. Yeah. It's like not not long enough of a relationship for you to have like a serious level of hostility and point fingers at. So in that sense, it's kind of smart for him to say that he failed because I guess technically you did, but like you didn't have enough time really in this position to do anything of note. You're not going to lose your job based off of what happened last year or based off the fact that Dame is leaving because Dame is leaving because of years of not being able to get there, not just particularly right. last year. Yeah. Now, he also might be leaving because he didn't like the moves that they did this offseason. Mm-hmm. That didn't give him confidence about what they were going to do moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's, a, it's, a little, it's a little too honest for me, but that's why it's, <laughs> it's weird. Cause it's like you don't, you don't usually hear people just admitting their faults openly but why? I think maybe Slick, it's like it's so obvious that statistically he failed because the Blazers were the laughing stock of the NBA this year in large part because Dame Lillard was oft injured. It's interesting, though. What's most fascinating to me was how he ends it. He said if he didn't feel that way, Dame, 
Mm. It was a failure on my end. Mm. Most importantly, if Dame didn't feel like he had a chance to win, if Dame didn't feel like we were winning as quickly as possible, if Dame did not feel as though this was the best place for him, then I failed. What do you make of it? Uh, false humility. Like, yeah, I'm so sorry I let you down. Well, you didn't really have a chance. I know, but I let you down. <laughs> you didn't get what you wanted. Like, it, it's, it's playing. I, I thought there was two ways that they could play this. First of all, keep in mind, we're in the midst of, of Las Vegas Summer League. And so for those who may not know, when your team's playing, it's, it's kind of wide open. The GMs and the head coaches are either seating, sitting courtside, but they're very accessible before or after the games for the media. So with the Blazers being un, in the spotlight right now, there's probably people that are, he's having to answer questions like on a daily basis. And push comes to shove, he probably doesn't want to be quite exposed like this, but he's got to play nice. I thought he could play it two ways in order not for this to be contentious. Yeah. And this was not the way I expected. I expected if he was going to play it not contentious, he would say, look, we, we want to do right by Damien. Mm. We want to try to get him to Miami, but obviously he's the face of our franchise and he's worth a lot to us. And so we have to get something equitable yeah. back, right? But not make it like when he first said, well, we'll just send him wherever we, you know, whatever the best right. deal is. That, that was like, okay, why are, you, why are you now making this a little bit contentious? Why are you making this a fight? This is pulling it back the other way to say, you know what? I feel bad that I forced Damien to ask for this trade, mm. that obviously I didn't do enough to get him. And to your point, I mean, they did have the number three pick. They do have some young talent. They probably could have done something that wouldn't have been smart for the franchise yeah. because he's 33 years old. Like, the, the, the truth is, this is not the time for the, the Portland Trailblazers to push all their chips to the middle yeah. and say, we're going to try to win a championship. Not with the way the West is right now and not where Damian is in his career. It's time for him to go to a ready-made place. Right and take his shot. But James, I, I want to bring you into this. You weren't here last week when we were really navigating this conversation. I, at least in my experience as a pro athlete and dealing with general managers, I have never heard a general manager simply say, well, I want to do right by mm -hmm. you. Particularly not mm -hmm. a guy who they think they can still get something out of. No doubt. If it's a player who's over the hill, yeah. We want to do right by him. <laughs> if it's a luxury player, Philadelphia Eagles had Nick Foles when Carson Wentz was still present. We want to do right by mm. you. But when you got a guy who's still good, who you can win with, yeah. general managers, owners, they're just not that self-sacrificial. Yeah. So do you anticipate that the Blazers will or should do right by Dame Lillard? Well, I mean, if they're going to do right by him, he should have been gone already. Mm -hmm. He should have been on made the deal already. When I hear this right here in this statement he just, he just put out right now, and then you're going to say it could take months and all. No, if you saying this, what you saying, you feel like you didn't do right by me. Doing right by me is letting me up out of this thing to get ready and prepare for the next team I'm going to be on. Mm. So this right here is a bunch of BS. You get what I'm saying? That, that's how I'm taking it. Because you come out, say it's months, you're asking for full first round picks, uh, multiple star players and all that type stuff for Dame. You, it, it could take up to months. Then you're going to yeah. come out and say, oh, we, we feel like we let Dame down. Well, you're letting him down now. 
because you just got him in there waiting. You know, go ahead, take a deal for him, get him gone, and that's how you'll be able to, to not let Dame down, sending him on to where do he can you go with compete for a championship. Do you think the Blazers owe Dame Lillard anything? Like anything outside of the money that they have promised him, the $400 plus million dollars yeah. in contracts that they have guaranteed him, I think roughly 450 Do you think the Blazers like owe Dame Lillard some sort of obligation to send him where he is? Absolutely. Strictly because of the way he's handled it. Any other superstar would have had this franchise flipped upside down by the way they acted, right? They would have been bashing the organization, bashing the people in there. We've seen it done. Dame has kept his head down, grind. Kept his head down, grind. So for me, if I'm a GM and I've seen how good this superstar has been, not only to Portland, to my organization, to his teammates, you know what, Dame Dollar? Hey, boom, here you go. Isn't the... <laughs> You said what, how he's been to the organization. Don't you think the greatest thing one can be to an organization is a champion? No doubt. So, you can't do it by yourself, though. He's done everything he possibly could, Acho. He has done everything he's possibly could to compete for this city, to bring a championship to this city. And obviously, we all know sitting up here, yeah. he has never had a championship basketball team around him, period. See, I think the connection here is, I know, I know where uh, Emmy is, is going, is... I don't know if Damien's capable or was capable of bringing a championship to Portland. With uh, the teams he had. Well, no. I don't know that he's capable he he of said. being the championship player. Uh, the, the number one player on he a championship team. I don't know that. I'm not saying he's, that he couldn't be. That's what he said. I'm just saying I, I, don't have, I don't have certifiable proof of that because... He hasn't really gotten close. Been to the Western Conference Finals once, and they got swept. Or was, but yeah. Who was so, on his team? Nerd, <laughs> Gary Trent, CJ McCollum. No matter. Uh, we could bring up the Miami Heat and who Man. they had and how they got to the finals. So I'm not going to. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there because I'm not going to stir joy up. Right. Uh, but that said, I also um, I understand where where Acho is coming from, and I also understand where you're coming from because what I do think that Damian has done is that he's maximized what he is capable of being. As a leader, as a player, he's, he's always been in condition. He's always shown up. He's always supported the team. He's always supported the players around him. He's tried to mold his game to what talent he had. So I'm not going to fault him for, I'm not going to say like he left them short, like he gave them less than he could have. No, he gave them everything he that he could. It, May just not just because it didn't add up to a championship doesn't mean that he left them short. But in Miami, Joy, you are convinced that if Dame is there, like he is the missing piece. Of course. I mean, you. Everyone sat here and had me fighting for my life, talking about how they didn't have enough talent. If you keep the core of that team, Jimmy Butler was the reason they were in the NBA Finals. Yes, everyone else helped, but Jimmy Butler was that guy. You have Jimmy Butler. You have Bam. You have Spolstra. You have an organization that knows how to win, who has won championships before, who knows how to put together rosters. Then yes, I think anyone would feel comfortable saying that the Heat are in a, a great position to get to an NBA Finals and compete for a No question, especially being in the East. You're talking about being in the East to where it's not going to be too many teams you got to go through like that. Dame Lillard, Jimmy Buckets, Bam, on the same team. If he was on that court with him this Finals, okay. that's I think the, we're looking at That's totally the question different. I have. Joy, when you say the core, the indispensable core of the Miami Heat, 
Who are you including in that? Like, Bam who, how many pieces do you, th that's it? Like Bam and Jimmy and- Spolstra. Spolstra, but I mean, it's just players? those two. Yes, like, who, who do you feel like you could, you could let go and who do you look at and go, ugh, I, I kind of need him to stay? I don't go against the Godfather. Never go against the family. Never go against the family. <laughs> they have always been able to put together rosters that mm -hmm. compete. All offseason or all postseason, all I could hear was that these players are not good enough. They're not good enough. And guess what? In the finals, they ended up not being good enough. You need stars. Was Jokic unstoppable? Yes, because he is literally unstoppable. But everyone else stepped up. There were questions about all the other players on the Nuggets throughout the postseason until they got to the biggest moment, and then their talent kicked in. So, yes, we, we don't have enough time to break all this down. But. Sprint phenom Shakari Richardson, she dazzled the Eugene crowd earlier today and made her first U.S. championship team in the 100 and the 200 meters. You'll see her right here. I believe the winning time, 10.84. Shout out to her for making her first team. She will look to not only place, but win the gold in Budapest later in August. Shout out to you, Shakari Richardson. That girl. Your praises. Yeah. That's it for us. We'll see you all next time.